for far too long. We've been told what to do, what to think, how to be. No more. The old paradigm is crumbling, falling all around us. Burn it all. It's my mission to bring you back to your natural state of luxury, to lead you to an empowered place with energetic intention. Luxury is a personal, expansive experience, one that's been kept from you, hidden away, a soul experience broken into a million pieces. Luxuriously fierce is for those who know there's more, who desire more, even if you don't know what more is. It's for those who are ready to burn old paradigms to the ground and walk through the flames to the other side. For those who are ready to be bold in their being, fierce in their feminine. Luxuriously Fierce is not just a brand, it's a movement. It's not something I do, it's something I am. Together, we are setting fire to the old and forging a new path. A new world. One where openness and truth are the norm. Where changing the world begins with healing yourself. If you're here on this earth, in this lifetime, to light a fire and burn everything you believe to be true to the ground, welcome to my world. Burn it all and watch the ashes fly. Welcome back to the Luxuriously Fierce podcast. I am so excited today to have Lauren Megan with me. Lauren is a mother, a somatic trauma healer, a pleasure priestess, and feminine embodiment coach. She works with some of the top leaders in the industry to help women heal and coach them to embody their conscious pleasure, safety, and embody their divine mission. Lauren's mission is to help women heal unravel and decondition from the beliefs and generational traumas that keep them from speaking their truth, expressing their wild feminine, and receiving an infinite amount of the orgasmic bliss they deserve. This is what Luxuriously Fierce is all about. When I think of Luxuriously Fierce and the tagline of this podcast, which is burn it all, watch the ashes fly, I think about burning all this old paradigm bullshit to the ground. The the conditioning and, you know, the generational things that just don't carry us any further. They can't carry us into this new paradigm, into this new world that we're building and opening ourselves up to fully expressing our truth and our wild feminine side is just absolutely amazing. I'm so excited for this podcast episode. Thank you so much for being here, Lauren. This is going to be so, so much fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Can we start with you telling us a little bit about you and your journey and your why and how how this coaching business came to be? Mm. So we have to travel back in time a little bit. I had dabbled in the online space in like network marketing and health and fitness coaching prior to 2018 a lot. And 2018 was a really transformational year for me. It was also when I started my Saturn return. So my my Saturn return was pretty intense. And in 2018, I had actually gotten a job with a pretty major U.S. carrier to be a flight attendant. So I had this really beautiful vision of me traveling the world and running like some sort of health and wellness, like coaching business online. And about four weeks into the training, I took a a positive pregnancy test and found out I was pregnant with my daughter, who's now three. And at the time I was living with my partner in Denver. So I kind of like stumbled for about a week trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I decided to go back to Denver and have this baby and, you know, like figure it out. But pregnancy hit me hard. I mean, physically I was, you know, exhausted and I was really, really sick a lot of the time. So like really nauseous and, you know, 
growing up, all of that very luscious, <laughs> luscious experience <laughs> into mothering that a lot of people don't like to talk about, but it's also very real. And I also found myself like really, I don't know if it was like a season of depression or just, I was just really low. I couldn't really move my body or like have this external outlet of, of movement and like focusing on my body to like alchemize, I guess, the energies or maybe suppress the energies if we're being honest. So I found myself just like sitting on the couch. I think I watched a full season of Friends, a full season of The Office, and I was like, something has to like give. So I actually picked up Gabby Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back, and I read through it. And I don't know, there were just like a few pieces that really spoke to me, especially about, you know, more so just trusting like your timeline and the process and you know, the the hard moments. And I had decided at that point to move back to Tampa, Florida, where I was originally from, back home with my parents, with my partner and our dog, with a baby on the way. Pretty much not like in a very safe financial place. Like we were very much struggling and, you know, there was a lot of fears. And at six months pregnant, I decided to launch a spirituality and manifestation business. And I had a lot of like, I don't know. I I mean, within probably two months, I think the day I went into labor, I signed two clients. And my birthing experience is like a whole other podcast that we can have. I chose to birth out of hospital. So it was like this deep trust and surrender of my body. And, you know, I felt the whole experience. I felt my daughter come out of me and the like rawness and just, you know, the whole experience. And that was like another level of awakening. But I also found that I started working like right. I I was like, well, I, I can't take off. Like I have to hustle. I have to create this business. So I was literally on client sessions with a baby on my boob a lot of times and still healing. And, you know, my body had expanded. I was used to being really small and tiny. And then, and I had always struggled with body issues. I always struggled with my weight growing up and just, you know, feeling confident. And I thought when I was working out in the gym and straightening my body and kind of like doing all these fad diets, that that was the way. And... I didn't bounce back. You know, everyone was like, just breastfeed and then you'll lose the weight, but that's not true for everyone. And yeah, I just, I was in this body that I didn't feel comfortable in. And I was living this life that maybe on the internet, I, I, I look back at posts and I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> I don't know if that was true, you know, but I was like, Oh, I'm like running this company in this business. And around the same time I was hiring, I was working with one specific coach and you know I sent her a lot of love but the space that I was in I was so lost and so deeply like hurt within myself and just I felt so uncomfortable in my body I had this new baby I was trying to you know make this business work and just be successful so I really was idolizing people in the industry and coaches and seeing them as gurus and not trusting myself in my authentic way so I also experienced like a lot of hurt and towards the tail end of 2018 or 2019 going into 2020 I I had a one session with a coach that I actually like deeply respect and who has really held me in a lot of transitions in my life and in my business and she had suggested she's like why don't you get Reiki attuned and although I don't practice Reiki anymore it was like this big like awakening into trusting myself because the Reiki master that had attuned me, that was like her big premise was like, you just have to trust yourself with this. And as the universe, God, (laughs) the divine would have it. I also got this huge pull to understand trauma in the body around the same time. So I started a certification and a course and understanding how trauma affects us generationally how to work with trauma, how to heal trauma, and really take the somatic approach. So soma is the stem word of somatic, and it means of the body. So understanding the body. And yeah, it just was like this beautiful like unraveling process where 
I started to heal my own mother wounding. So the stories of my mother, the smallness, the self-sacrifice, and not from this space anymore of like anger or resentment. It was like of deep compassion and understanding for her. My mother is a Cuban immigrant. And with that comes a lot of, you know, the scarcity and the fears and the acceptance. And yeah, I just, I started to like heal deeper for myself instead of a lot of like this surface level stuff. And I watched like my whole world shift and change. You know, I was initiated in so many different ways on the journey that I'm on right now into like this priestess where I now hold and guide women and really take women deep into their bodies, into their wombs, into their roots, their yoni, all from this space of like safety, because I think that it's really easy to maybe we can speak deeper on this, but I think it's really easy to teach, you know, pleasure practices just to like get to orgasm, but it's a whole other experience. I mean, I work with Tantra teachers and coaches and it's a whole nother level when you can anchor in like this felt experience of safety and even just explore the body just to be in body. So yeah, that's, I guess to sum it up, that's what I do now is I primarily work Privately with women, I do like a few small intimate containers, but I've noticed that for women who have never had a safe space to be seen, for women who have maybe experienced religious trauma or manipulation or abuse on um, some level, to have someone hold you in compassion and love and just radical self-acceptance is like liberation within itself, right? It's just like a hole in their level. So yeah, that's a lot of the work that I do. And you can probably hear my daughter in the background. So apologize to the <laughs> listeners. She is a big energy. She's a big energy. And yeah, she's three. So navigating a lot of that experience right now. I love that. What is your daughter's human design? Do you know? She's a manifesting general. She's a sacral MG. I think her profile might be like a 4-2. I could be wrong on that though, but she's very much like her no's are holy, her yeses are holy, and <laughs> she's got a lot to say. She's and she's a Scorpio sun and yeah. Yeah, she's a Scorpio sun, a Taurus moon, and a Libra rising. So she's pretty. Yeah. She's got so much energy. Yeah. Yeah. But just like, why? I, love I mean, that. that's why I texted my mom. I'm like, did my mom like get the text? Like she needs to go. It's totally yeah. fine. We're all about real life here. And yeah, this is it. This is it. I love your story so much. And I, I think, mm. and one of my favorite things to say, and I say this all the time on this podcast is our stories are so, they're so different from one another. You know, even when you have the same experience as someone you experience it in a different way, and our stories are so different, but they're the thing that bring us together. And I think so many people resonate with this feeling unsafe, feeling unheard, unseen, not feeling understood, feeling unsafe within their bodies and not trusting themselves. You know, we feel that generational trauma, even in the generations that we don't connect with, you know, in, in almost like, I guess, ancestral, but if we're talking about, you know, how many of us know our great-great-grandparents? Not very many, right? Even our great-grandparents, not a lot of us, you know, have ever met, and we still feel that the effects of all of that, whether we recognize that and realize that or not, but I think that you brought up such a powerful thing in talking about trusting yourself and learning to trust yourself because we have been so conditioned to look outside of ourselves. And, and I mean, it makes sense. You know, when you're an infant, you, you have to look outside of yourself for that safety, right? And, and you have no other choice but to look to whoever is around you and trust them. Because you literally cannot take care of yourself as an infant, right? And so that conditioning starts... The moment that you're born, that conditioning, that safety and trust is outside of you starts the moment you are born. And for so many of us who have never felt seen or heard or safe, learning to trust yourself and learning to feel safe with yourself and within is such, it's a difficult journey, but it's a really beautiful journey. And... 
I know that, like, for me personally, trusting myself was something that I really kind of only recently realized I wasn't doing. And mm-hmm. I thought that I was, you know, looking for myself outside of myself. Mm-hmm. When I didn't realize I was doing that. But, you know, coming to that realization of, oh, I don't trust myself is it's really empowering. It's it's kind of disappointing when you, the initial realization of that. Um, but it it's also really empower, empowering. Yeah. So there's like two aspects, right? Because our first relationship is with our mothers and, you know, I do believe that our mothers, our parents, they do the best they can with what they know, right? Absolutely. And they're also carrying a lot of that trauma. So there is this, there can be accountability for mm-hmm. it. And there can be um, us like saying like, this hurt us, whether we speak it to our mothers or we just, you know, speak it to a coach or a therapist or a healer of sorts. And then on the back end of that, because we can get stuck in that loop of, well, they did this to me, right? She wasn't emotionally available enough. She wasn't there to meet my needs. And then on the back end of that, like we have this beautiful ability to learn how to remother ourselves and to hold that little girl and say, well, I'm here now, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're adults, right? But there's still like a part of our psyche or like within our body, that's still this little girl that's running the show. So when we learn how to retrust ourselves, we have to forgive and we have to like step into the space of like radical self-love of, wow, it it must have been so hard to go your whole life without being seen. It must have been so hard to not trust yourself or to look for all of these external things to be the way, right? And we see it so much in like spirituality where... And again, like I never say this from a space of this is wrong or this is right, but Mm -hmm. you know, what is the space that you're showing up for when you're using tarot cards or crystals or pendulums or even like some of these healing modalities, are you using it to show you the way? Are you tuning in with your body and just allowing that to like lead and guide you? You know, and it's it's a different energy that we step into. And then the second piece for this, you had spoken about the mother wound. I just want to like recall this for the mother and the generations. You know, the other piece that I really wanted to speak to, and I think that this also gives women so much permission is as we access the codes and the traumas of the generations that came before us, right? Our grandmothers, our our mothers. And for those of you that maybe are new to this work, we know this physically and through biology that the eggs that we carry as women are actually formed in our grandmother's wombs. And trauma is stored in the womb space alone for seven generations. So we are carrying these codes, we're carrying these imprints in our bodies, right? So sometimes the resistance that we feel or the stuckness or the smallness or the closing of the throat isn't always ours. So there's that aspect of it of, wow, there's like some darkness there, there's like hurt there, there's rage, there's sadness, right? There's suppression. And also there's gold there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of beauty and wisdom there. And we get to access that too. And the more we alchemize these woundings and these stories, the more we step deeper into our authentic truth and who we are in our fullest expression, right? And I think as women, we have been like really told like this false narrative of in order to be feminine, we have to work like men or we have to be like men or do like men and when we step into our authentic expression as women and as feminine essence being so i'll speak just directly to like the energy of this not so much the gender but when we step into this we realize that each feminine essence being each woman has this like unique divine expression and each one of that plays a role in the collective community, right? So it's like, instead of it being like this very like ego-centered way of healing, and I was reading um, this post by Sarah Magdalene, I don't know if you follow her on Instagram, but she's like, wisdom pours into her, maybe like mm-hmm. rises up through her, but she was talking about like this shift of the matriarchy isn't really 
about us, you know, putting people on pedestals or saying that one way is the right way or anything. It's like, what is it that you bring to the table and how does it heal the collective? And I think that we're doing this as women and we're doing this as, as mothers, as we're saying, like my way might be a little different than yours, my approach to healing, right? Like I focus on the Soma, but that doesn't mean mindset work doesn't get to sit at the same table mm-hmm. or doesn't get a, to play a part. Cause I'm seeing this a lot. And it's just something that's like been stirring up inside me. So, permission to say on on your podcast, but there's so much right now and we're seeing it on a collective, right? Like you're right, I'm wrong. And it's just like, but we all get to sit. We all get to have a space and every conversation gets to be welcome. But we can only do that when we trust ourselves. Otherwise we're looking at everyone else to determine, well, you're right, you're wrong. I'm gonna go to you and I'm gonna lean deeper into this, right? And we create these like narratives of what truth is. The truth is always in the body. Our first home as as babies, and this is actually men and women, or whatever gender gender you identify as, our first home is always the womb. Mm -hmm. So when we can come back to the womb, when we can come back to the body, when we can come back to like our sit bones and our roots and anchor into that space, that's how we access truth. You know, and it's like, oh, yeah. And it's something that's so felt. It's like something you got to like breathe it in. <laughs> like I, that literally was just like, like me. I just had to like grab my chest like that. Oh, I love it. You're speaking to yeah. my soul. Mm-hmm. And I think you just brought up like a really powerful point of how we, we tend to think that everything is so black and white. Like, if you believe this, then you can't believe that. If you think that this modality is the way, then there's no room for this other one at the table. And it's it's simply not true. Like, life is just not black and white that way, right? And it it leads me to this, like you mentioned before, healing from a place of compassion, right? And that means trusting yourself and, and looking at the trauma that you hold, whether no matter how you're accessing that trauma, right? If you're doing it somatically, or if you're doing it in deep meditation with Akashic records or past lives or journaling, whatever, however modality you are accessing this trauma to alchemize it, it's not, you gave me this trauma. This was stored in your womb and now it's stored in mine and this is your fault. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know... You have to, there's a line there. And yeah, it's radical the, self-responsibility. Absolutely. And it's very, you know, you are not responsible for the conditioning. You're not responsible for the trauma that you hold or that your your mom and grandma and ancestors have experienced. But you are now responsible for alchemizing it. You are now responsible for healing that and moving forward. Mm-hmm. But you can't yeah. do that if you don't trust yourself mm-hmm. and if you don't show compassion to those who, like you said earlier, are, were doing the best with what they knew and what they had. Yeah. And it's, it's really fascinating because, you know, stepping into motherhood was like a huge trajectory in my life. And I don't think you, I think as women, we, we tend, and I'm going to speak to the woman right here, like a, a womb bearing woman. I'm going to speak to that because this is actually like a huge aspect of, a death and rebirth. We're constantly going through deaths and rebirths as, as women. And we all will shift into the ma- the mother archetype, but we will be stuck in the maiden and especially the wounded maiden. The wounded maiden will consistently search for someone to validate her. Mm-hmm. And she will manipulate, she will fight, she will cry, she will scream, she will throw tantrums until someone validates her whether that's false validation or just like this false illusion of safety, she will do whatever she needs to do for that. But when we shift into the archetype of the mother, we don't need external validations at that point. We just, we can hold ourselves. We can anchor into ourselves. And that doesn't mean we don't have relationships with others or we don't have sisterhood or we don't have community. It actually amplifies it because we're sovereign. 
And we can show up in sisterhood in a completely different way where we're not competing. We're not little girls trying to decide who's better and who's worse and who's prettier and who's not prettier. And I don't know, like your butt looks funny or whatever, right? <laughs> like all of these stories. I went to I went to Catholic school for 13 years. So I know the mean girl very well. I was a mean girl. Mm. And this is like part of it when we shift into the mother, it's like, I just, I feel whole within myself, right? And the way of getting to the mother can be all of these things. It can be journaling. It can be the mindset work and can be NLP. It can be hypnosis. It can be somatics, right? And what I found is that I work with all of those women. I mean, I work with really, really successful business coaches. I work with really successful mindset coaches, women that work in the Akashic and are super gifted and going up into higher dimensions and like doing like really cool things, like really fascinating things. And when they come to me, it's never, it's never the conversation of I need to leave these things behind. It's let's amplify it by going into the body. Let's amplify it by seeing ourselves in the body. And then you can show up more integrated. Then you can show up more embodied. Then it's not about knowledge. It's about wisdom. Mm -hmm. It's about self-knowing, right? That's the mother. And then I also want to speak to this is that there's seasons for everything. I mean, I remember I got trained after I actually had started my somatic healing journey and like getting trained myself. I like was up at like three o'clock in the morning and I found, I found an Akashic Records certification. I was like, I want to learn how to go into the Akashic Records. And it was like taking you into the Akashic Records through the quantum field, which is something that I had never learned from. So it's from like and I don't know, maybe, maybe there's Akashic records reading like, yeah, that's like totally normal, but it wasn't so much from like the crown or the third eye going up. It was like going from the heart space and extending out. And the whole premise of that was love. And she, the teacher, the woman that spoke, her name's Melissa Fisek. And she was speaking about this and she was just like, we can look at these stories, right? We can look at past lives. We can look at this life. We can look at generational trauma. But the reason why we go into the quantum field is because the quantum field is based off love. Mm -hmm. So we can see these things from love and that's how we alchemize it. So I think when we like hold on and at the beginning of my healing journey, I was so angry. I was angry at my mother. I was angry at my father. I was angry at anyone that looked at me funny. I was angry. I was fucking rageful. And because I have this little girl that's like who she is, right? This beautiful, abundant energy, this beautiful light. I was like, I have to show her another way. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to subconsciously dim her light because I can't hold her. Right. I can't hold her in a tantrum when I can't hold myself in a tantrum. I can't hold her in her bigness going to story time. She's the most extroverted child in the room, dancing, singing, talking to the teacher. And I've noticed that we, I like took her. They have opened up like story time at the local library here after like two years. And I took her and all the other little kids are sitting on their mother's laps. And my daughter is like, nope, I want to sit at the front and she'll come back and check on me, but she is dancing and working the room and making all the people laugh. But I noticed there's some mothers that felt really uncomfortable with her energy. And then I started to feel uncomfortable. Mm. I was like, Ooh, what is this? Oh, I was her. I was the loudest kid. Mm. Someone told me to settle down, to be mm -hmm. quiet, tame yourself, sit down. Right. And it's like, it's these little narratives and I love teaching like the good girl to bad girl energy because it's like such a vibe, right? It's like, who's the good girl that you've been told to be? Who's the good mother that you've been told to be? Who's the good coach that you've been told to be, right? And instead of seeing bad as something negative, what if it's just big? What's just someone willing to take up space? What if it's someone that's still in integrity, but the reason they can be in integrity is because they trust themselves enough to know their truth, their authenticity, their fullest expression, and there's so many like layers to that because, you know, the work that I do with clients tends to be like long term because we do like this beautiful unraveling where it's like we, un we 
pull out one layer, we come back in, it's called titration and like trauma healing, right? We go in, we come out, we go in, we come out. So it takes, takes some time. It's a process, but who women become is like your podcast style title. They're fierce. (laughs) They're so fucking fierce. They're like, I'm going to burn this shit to the ground. Everything that I've been told, I'm going to burn it to the ground. And who will rise from the ashes is a woman that, you know, she doesn't demand, she commands, right? She walks into a room and all eyes are on her, right? Not because she needs it, but because it's just her essence. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, I love that. I'm just, sometimes you just have to sit in the energy of Mm -hmm. the things that, come through in these conversations yeah there's no words to this Mm -hmm. you know it's I've been sitting a lot with I have this program called Femme Alchemy and it was eventually it was supposed to be and it had started off as like this Reiki certification and it's really transition I I actually stepped away from Reiki because it was my truth I decided to leave Reiki behind again not saying it's bad or good it served me at some up until a certain point and then I said "Ooh, doesn't really serve me right now and it feels out of integrity to teach this the part of me was like my ego was like yeah but this is what you're known for and I'm like and people have paid people have already signed up and I'm like I can refund them right I can offer them something else. No one asked for a refund, but I just said, I want to take you into the depths, into the descent of the feminine. And I was talking to um, another coach in this space, another woman that she actually does birth work and helps women like prep for birth. And she's a really close friend of mine. And we were talking, I was just like, I don't know how to like put this into words. It's such a felt experience. <laughs> like, how do I put this into words? It's so hard. I'm like, do I hire a copywriter? Like, and she's just like, you just have to like start from scratch, like burn it all down. Don't burn the program down, but just like the whole sales page has to come undone and then just let it pour out. And who's meant to be in that space will know because they'll feel the energy and it's like so much of what I do my assistant yesterday we were on a call and she was like she's like that last post you wrote she's like sometimes you write things and like I have no idea what you're saying but I can feel it I'm like (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying yeah and it's and it's like but then there's marketing coaches and I do I work with beautiful women that are very type a and very structured and it Mm -hmm. serves them and I love like breaking them open and cracking, you know, and then they're like, Oh, I just had a client. She's like a CFO of a company and really good with numbers. And we did this beautiful, like somatic healing. And at the end of it, she said, it feels like my vagina just dropped out of my body for the first (laughs) time ever. And I'm like, I've never heard that, but okay. She's like, I'm not holding on anymore. Like I'm not clenching. I just, Mm -hmm. I'm loose. I'm soft. And I'm like, oh, that's the work. It's like this softening, but you have to go so deep. And like, one thing I've been sitting with is like, we dip our toe into the sexy side of the feminine, like the Mm -hmm. pleasure practices and the baths and the self-care and like, oh, just receive. That was the first thing I, I was ever taught when I started learning the feminine is like, just learn how to receive a compliment, which was really hard for me, but like, then I started going into the mystery of the feminine and like the goddess and Mary Magdalene and just like, just this awakening that happens, but there's depth to it. And I think for so many of us, because we don't have the safety, we're like, I don't want to go into my body. It's actually really easier to do the mindset work and to do Mm -hmm. like the Akashic records and be really intuitive and know your psychic gifts. Again, not saying that it's bad, but to go into the depths of the body is it'll rip you open and you'll have moments and I have clients that they're like, I feel like I'm like unraveling. I'm like, yeah, you will. Your whole world will get shaken when you decide. And that is why you have a coach or a therapist or a healer that knows this work, right? That can hold you in it, that teaches you how to co-regulate. And this is what I was going to say about the mother co-regulating with the baby. We learn regulation from our mothers. 
And I was always told, and I nannied before I stepped into motherhood. And a lot of the women, like their babies were off bottles by a certain time, only breastfed for a certain amount of time. Again, nothing's right or wrong. I was always told, don't, you know, sleep with your baby in the bed. It starts bad habits. Like, it's like we're like, especially in the West, it's like whatever you can do to not make the baby attached to you is like the Mm -hmm. best thing ever. Yeah. And what I have found (laughs) is that actually you want your baby to be pretty attached to you. And my daughter's three and she's very attached to me still, right? And I, some days it's really hard because I'm like, I just need a moment. Like I just need to breathe. Yesterday I just, I needed a 20 minute bath with Epsom salt. That's all I wanted, right? And I got it, but it was a long day with her, you know? And the reason why we want our babies to be attached to us is because we want to teach them what healthy attachment looks like, right? We can teach them to regulate themselves through our own regulation and through the safety that we create for them. But we're not taught that. In the West, it's like six weeks, you're done, especially in America. Six weeks, mom goes back to work, baby, you're going to be taking care of someone else. Oh, so damaging to them. It's like a psychological thing. So from a young age, we're taught it's really not that safe to be with mother. Mm-hmm. And now we're adults, we're these women, and we're like, I don't know if I want to attach to myself to the great mother or to Mother Earth or <laughs> to my body or to my womb again. Like, I don't know if that's safe. Yeah. So that is, so we teach, and when I teach my clients, is like you can learn to, and there's a difference because I, I think all of my clients will say this, There's never codependency, but there's an aspect of co-regulation in our relationship until you learn how to regulate yourself. Mm -hmm. I will hold you while you learn, while you relearn what it looks like to hold yourself because it's always a missed experience. I have yet to meet a woman that has had a truly positive, healthy, emotionally available, physically available mother. And if you're out there, I would love to chat with you and know your experience because I know they're out there. But for the most part, most of us, there was something missing. It was a mother who was who lacked confidence, who didn't speak her truth. So there's like these fragmented pieces of what we think the mother is. And we have to relearn who she is, right? And what she embodies and how she holds us. And that's like the love and the compassion. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so much there. I know. I think we were starting off. I forgot where I started. (laughs) I got to drink some water, breathe. I, I love what you said about the sexy side of feminine Mm. because it is easier to do the mindset work and I'm, and I'm not in any way, shape or form saying that it's easy, but it is easier than coming to be one with your body and tapping into that wisdom that your body holds. And we know, we know that your body holds trauma. It stores your emotions. It holds everything that you need. Everything that you need is within you, right? The answers, the opinions, the decisions, you have it all here in your body And we are really taught about the sexy side of the feminine, but to be empowered, to step into you as your soul-led being, we need to Mm -hmm. move through the, I guess, unsexy side of the feminine, which is almost allowing yourself to feel unsafe for a moment. And again, this is Mm -hmm. where having someone who can hold you in that space comes into play because when you start to do the work and you start to tap into your body's wisdom and you start to move through all of that trauma and you start on this healing process, this journey, you will meet that barrier of, I feel unsafe. I don't trust myself. And that is a part of the process. And that's why finding someone who can hold that space for you is so important is because you do need to unfeel, to feel unsafe to come to this place of safety. And it's this unbecoming, 
right? This unbecoming of who we've been conditioned to be, this unbecoming of who we think we are and who we think we're meant to show up as in the world in order to become one with our being, with our soul, with our body, with with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so, there's so much to that, right? This like unbecoming process and allowing ourselves the space to feel unsafe, which is interesting because most of us feel unsafe, but it's bringing awareness to the unsafety. It's bringing aware, most of us feel angry. I have so much anger. I still have anger. And it's allowing space for us to feel instead of suppressing our positive mindsetting or way out of it. We allow it to express through our bodies, right? We allow ourselves to rip ourselves open, to yell, to scream, to rage. And then on the other side, we feel calm. We feel the expansion. And it happens so naturally. It's fascinating. I've, I've guided hundreds of women at this point through this like process of like feeling it, like actually feeling it and expressing it. And then there's always a point because they want to come out of it. So I'm there holding them and I'm like, you're safe. I have you. And you, if I'm in person with them, I'll, I'll touch them and I'll like physically hold them. Or if it's over Zoom, I just continue. I'm like, you're safe. Breathe. Be in the body. Breathe. Be in the body. And then it's just like in childbirth. There's always a point in childbirth where you're like, I can't fucking do it anymore. I remember I said, I was like probably 18 hours into labor. And I looked at my midwife. I said, take me to the hospital and cut this baby out of me. I do not want to be here anymore. Like, I don't want to do this. And she was like, okay, come out of the water. We're going to push because I was laboring in the water. So they had to like move me out. And it's the same process when I'm in session with clients. It's like there's this threshold that you have to cross through. Mm -hmm. And once you cross through the threshold, everything shifts. And it's so fascinating because it happens on in the sessions and then their lives, what ripples out shifts, their relationships change. Oh, business feels easy. Mm-hmm. Business is easy. Wow. You don't have to force the launch. You don't have to force people getting into your DMs or whatever it is. It's easy. The opportunities open up, right? It's it's this, this conversation right here. Listen, I was, I said to myself, I kept telling my sister, I was like, I haven't been on like podcasts in a while. And I just really miss being interviewed on podcasts. It was like, I would love to be on podcasts. And it felt really hard. She was like, I don't know what podcast to like pitch to. And I'm like, okay, just stop. I'm just going to like be with it. Like, let's just like put it to the side. And then I think I was getting out of the car to get my nails done or something. I was just like, it would be so fucking good to just like have podcasts, just like open up, like make it so easy. And then two days later, I look in the Alpha Femme Facebook group and there's this thread. And I was like the second person to comment on the thread. And then I'm just reading through and you you popped up and I'm just like, what? you know, there's some podcasts that didn't feel aligned. So I didn't mm-hmm. continue, but I was like, I knew the ones that felt good. And like, I've been having these really expansive conversations where it's just like, we're having this conversation right now. And in a few months, someone's going to listen to this. And it's so cool how this works. Like, I always get this, like, oh, I heard you on a podcast. I've just been, like, watching you for the past few months. And, like, now I know it's time. And it's giving – it's us creating this this beautiful, like, vortex of energy. And then it ripples out. And it gives other women permission. And at the same time, sovereignty for them to choose for them to trust themselves. When a woman steps into my space, maybe when someone, a woman steps into your space, it's like, I'm choosing this. This feels so expand. It might not feel good. It might be a threshold of like, oh, what am I stepping into? But it's like, <laughs> I'm feeling called and I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to trust myself in this. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like this beautiful ripple. So the more we do this work, right? The more we we anchor ourselves and let ourselves feel unsafe, go through the thresholds, feel the rage, feel the pleasure, feel the sadness, feel the grief, feel the expansion, feel the goodness and the bliss and the joy and all of the things. 
not, not emotions. I really highly disagree with this, like the emotions on like the vibrational scale, because it makes us think that emotions have a hierarchy. And Mm -hmm. I just, I choose to not believe that. My, my belief, I think they're all welcome and valid. But once we give ourselves permission to do that, we give every single, it ripples out and the whole world changes. And I always get like this fire in my belly when I say mm-hmm. that, because I know I can hear my father is like, you're just so, what would he say? He would be like, you're just so illogical. The world doesn't work like that. It's systematic. It doesn't work like that. And I majored in yep. political science. I've worked on on presidential campaigns i've seen it all and i'm just like but what if it does what if that's what we're missing is like this beautiful ripple that we're creating and i'll say say this with conviction as women as bodies with wombs with breasts because our softness the softness in our bellies the softness on our breasts right? The softness that gets to be experienced in the yoni is a softness that ripples out into the collective. And then we stop fighting. Then we stop deciding who people are. And we stop telling people that they're wrong or they're right. Everything shit. But it's so for some people, and I bet you they're listening. It's like for some people, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) And I was one of those people. I was just going to say that. We all started as one of those people, right? Like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And I think- I've experienced it in my body. It's like I've, I've experienced it. I've experienced And I don't think you have to go through birth. I think it's just like we all get to experience what happens when we just like lean deeper in and tr- like learn. Because you have to learn. You can't just – I think it's like – when I started out in manifestation, like I was so annoyed. I was like, what does it mean to trust? What does it mean to surrender? And I had to feel it in my body first. Oh, I feel unsafe. I remember I was on a call with one of my coaches and she like had me go in and she's, I don't know. It was like, I thought I had done like plant medicine or acid or something. I was like, what are we doing right now? (laughs) And She's like, I just need you to stay here. I need you to stay here. And I was like, I fucking hate you. Like, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I do not want to be here. Like, I do. This is so uncomfortable. And she's like, stay here. Just stay here. Stay in the body. What do you feel? And I was feeling all these things in my body. I was feeling like my head started pounding. My body started getting tight. Like, my fist closed up. And I was just like, I just like, I feel like I want to punch something. I just want to like fight and I like I guide women through this because there's always a fighter it's like we just gotta like fight to survive just fight to do all the things and I was just like I just feel angry and she's just like okay do it like let your whole body concave within you and like feel the tightness and then let it go and it's and it Okay, I'm gonna leave you with one more thing. And then, and then, and then, it's the same thing. I was, I was like 18 hours, I think, into labor. I stalled out at nine hours for about. It was like 4 p.m. I was told, okay, you're nine centimeters dilated, and then it had, it turned into like 12. It was midnight all of a sudden. And my midwife came up to me and I was in the water and she's like, you're fighting your baby coming out. You need to lean back and just surrender. You need to trust. And I let my head go back and my contraption stopped for a moment. And I remember seeing God, Jesus, and Mother Mary. And I come from a Catholic background. I'm not Catholic. I would say I'm very spiritual in other ways. And I connected with my baby and I said, I'm ready for you. It's time. And that was the moment I started pushing and my baby came out. That is how this work happens. I had to experience the depths of the pain of my body, the ripping open to receive what it was that I desired. That's true manifestation. That is so powerful because we do. We do have to move through the more unpleasant things, the painful things, the fearful things mm-hmm. to get to 
this place of being one with ourselves and, and being one with our desires. And one thing that I like to say is feeling called doesn't mean feeling comfortable. Mm -hmm. There's a difference there in that sometimes the things that you are called to are uncomfortable in the way that they're expansive. They're for Mm -hmm. you and they're bringing you to this next you, to Mm -hmm. this next thing, this next path. And it's so, when we talk about this type of work and we say things like, healing isn't linear and it's always it's ongoing and learning to connect with your body is is ongoing connecting with the feminine is ongoing right or it takes time and i think people are often really overwhelmed with the fact that it takes time and even kind of put off by it almost mm. but the reality i think for so many of us and you can speak to whether this is true for you cuz i know that it's true for me but The reality is that once you start, the process is a part of you and not in the way that you're continuously looking for a new coach, a new healing modality, a new this or that to fix yourself or whatever it might be, but in the way that once you start unraveling the things that are no longer serving you once you start deconditioning yourself from what you've believed to be true thus far in your journey in this lifetime and you start to come home to yourself and you start to trust yourself and feel safe in yourself and you start to tap into your wild feminine and you start to step into that pleasure priestess and the feminine embodiment and all of that you want to continue because it's so freeing it's so beautiful and it i'm at the point now where if i see a pattern or a belief or a thought that i know doesn't serve me any longer and it comes up or i'm being triggered or activated by something or someone i recognize whatever it is that is coming up that needs to be moved through that thing that I need to sit with. And there's almost this excitement, like this fire, like, yes, what is this thing that's coming up that I get to move through now? What is on the other side of it? And yeah. there's there's almost an excitement of, of healing, of expansion. And that's, that's what it is, is expansion. Yeah, I saw this post and it was like, kind of like digging at coaches or healers that talk about like more like this aspect of like creating more and like wanting more and I think that we can desire more from a really grounded and anchored space Mm -hmm. you know and like we can desire to consistently want to expand and consistently want to bring in like the luscious pleasures of life and to experience life to taste it to feel it, to, to like smell it, all of it, right? We can desire that and also like the both ends, right? And also know that even in this moment, it's enough. Again, it's like this polarity of it's this or that. And really like the feminine, the divine feminine, the true feminine says, but I get to have it all. I feel like that's a good space. Like we get to have it all. You know, and in this moment, it's enough. Mm-hmm. And in this moment, I'm enough. And in this moment, I'm safe. And in this moment, I feel the fire. And in this moment, I want more. And in this moment, I desire more pleasure. And in this moment, I desire more safety, right? And it's like, whew, what gets created from that space? Changing the fucking world. Changing the fucking <laughs> world. And that is what we are here to do. Oh my gosh. I'm just feeling so much right now. Feeling so much. For anyone who is listening to this, and they are also feeling so much, and they would like to reach out to you, how do they do that? Where do they go? How, what is the best way to connect with you? 
Always Instagram. My handle is at laurenmegan.co. I love DMs. So if you have listened to this and there's a piece that maybe it doesn't make sense, but it just like marinated in your body, it sparked something, please DM me and just start a conversation. And then if you feel called to explore ways to work together, there's usually a little link right there that you can go to. I also run monthly embodiment practices. So they're guided practices called alchemy flows. So it's a beautiful way for you to really like begin this journey of connecting into the body, dropping out of the minds a little bit and just exploring, exploring the stories, exploring the gold, exploring all of it, you know, and yeah, they're really beautiful spaces. And yeah, you can go to the links and see whatever offerings I have in this moment. Usually private coaching tends to be open. That's my favorite way, but I also do like one-off sessions, group programs, things like that. Yeah. Thank Thank you. you. Okay. (laughs) And that is, what does luxuriously fierce mean to you? It's walking into a room. What I'm seeing is like a hotel lobby, a very luxurious hotel lobby. And getting off of an elevator and walking into a room and no one's around. But you dressed up and you're in your fierce energy and just for you. I don't know why that came through, but that's what it is. It's just for you. Yeah. I love it. It's beautiful. Whatever that energy is, that's what that is. Whatever it speaks to for you, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm I glad we so connected. Much. Oh, me too. I feel so much ease, just so much bliss right now. Yeah. Mm. I feel it too. It's it's funny because words are everything yet like words mean so much like in the body and yet it's such like a felt experience that vibrates out through our words you know Mm -hmm. like just through the way that we speak so everyone listening and even for yourself just breathe it in and know that your body will remember like your body's going to remember the parts that it needs to. So you don't have to like rush to take notes or re-listen. Like just let it marinate. Just go out, walk. That's what I'm going to do after this. I'm going to go let it all marinate because so much came through for me too. And I'm just going to walk and be with, with the earth for a little bit before I get back to my day. <laughs> I love that. It's so yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. Incredible. If you loved this episode or know someone who would, share it and show some love. Screenshot the episode in the app, share it to your Instagram stories along with your favorite fierce moment from the episode. And don't forget to tag me at Luxuriously Fierce Podcast. You can also subscribe, leave a review, and follow me on Instagram at Luxuriously Fierce Podcast and at Luxuriously Fierce underscore. Thank you for listening to today's episode and don't forget to tune in next week for more things Luxuriously Fierce. The Luxuriously Fierce Podcast is sponsored by Goddess Support, an oracular online business management company providing you high-level intentional support so you can be the creative and visionary in your business. Goddess Support goes the distance that traditional business coaching doesn't. Imagine having a turnkey team of goddesses that have your back with everything from strategy to implementation. That's what's possible with Goddess Support. We exist to serve the goddess that is you, and we are honored to help fulfill your big vision. Learn more at goddess.support or find us on Instagram at goddess.support.